Hello and welcome to the Slightly Overweight Podcast. Welcome back, dude. We're going to get the business out of the way. The way. Fuck the way. So if you're listening to this right now, please, by all means, for the love of God, hit the like button. Hit the five-star review button. If you want to leave a worded review, you can do that as well. Only if it's a five-star review and it's good. Um, If you do anything below a five-star, I will find you and I will kill you. Uh, Just kidding. That's not a threat. So if you do that, it helps me a bunch. Basically, it helps the algorithm. It helps, you know, boost the thing. And I'll do more podcasts if we get more viewers and stuff because money in bags. Um, And that's what I don't have right now. So what are you laughing at? Money or bags? Money and bags. Like you say, I got bags for money, like bags of money. Oh. I do not have bags of money. I was like, we got a bunch of grocery bags. I have bags, but they are all empty of money. They are reminiscent of money that has come through in the past. But I hope you have a, uh, you've had a fucking baller-ass week, dude. We, uh, we were going to record this on Sunday, so that it came out on time on Monday. But then we looked at the schedule, realized it was 4.20, and uh, McKinsey and I made the uh, the decision, um, of the business decision to um, go ahead and record it today. So it wasn't because I forgot or the fact that I didn't want to do it on Monday or Tuesday, but here we are on Wednesday. So Wednesday podcast, yeah. I definitely knew it was 4.20 before like 6 o'clock. Yes, I definitely did as well. Um, but I hope your 420 is going as nice as mine is. McKinsey and I are enjoying some nice uh, sodas and some some nice sodas and some other drinks. Captain Morgan for her and Southern Comfort for me. So Southern Comfort Coke Coke. Yes, there it is. Boom. It's been a pretty pretty fun week, and Mackenzie's really adding a whole lot to this podcast as well, if you didn't what? know. I oh, don't ever say even, anything. You haven't even talked about nothing, Hayden? Okay, can we talk about something? Something has come to my attention recently, and I'm not proud to say this. doesn't make me happy to say this, but it's an observation that I have realized that I am an iPad kid. I know. Hold the tears. Hold the screaming and shouting. You're an iPad kid that didn't grow up with an iPad as I'm a kid. I'm an iPad kid that grew up with a Game Boy and then just kept continuing. Here's the reason why. Mackenzie. Here's, <laughs> here's the reason, reason why. McKinsey. <laughs> That's the only reason. No, but I, I really enjoy talking to people and stuff. But if, if I can, while talking to people, play on my Switch and or be on my phone... It's not but even that. You can't even talk to people while doing that. You just do your iPad. It's shit. not even that, bro. If I'm in the shower, I have a Twitch stream pulled up, a YouTube video pulled up. If I'm getting dressed, I'm listening to something, watching something. If I'm driving, I'm listening to something, I'm watching something. I'm always consuming, dude. I'm, cons- I'm consuming so much that I'm getting fat. I'm getting slightly overweight. Mentally. But I don't dislike it you know what i mean but i I am very much so an ipad kid i even like i don't know you know how they always sit weird and they got sticky fingers and the greasy screens and shit that's me 
Ew. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm just saying. Speaking of iPad kids, though, my nephew. We love him. James, if you're watching this 20 years from now and you are 28 years old, um, you know. 29. Just, what? He's eight years old. I think he's nine. He's not nine. He's eight. Eight years old. If he was nine, that's a game changer. He was born in 13. He was born in 2012. That would make him 10. Wait. No, he was. No way he's nine. He just turned eight. He was. Oh, he, he was born, turned nine he was in born February. He was born in 2014. 2014. It was 2014. Trust me. Look on Facebook. I will. Anyway. Anyway. I went to my mother's house, his grandmother. And I visit there frequently. But on Mondays, she picks him up and hangs out with grandma for the day. On this particular Monday, I walk into my mother's house. James is there. I don't see him, yet I hear him. He approaches me. I open my eyes and turn to him, and I see. So in 2020. Pause. In 2021. Yeah. He turned eight, which would mean in 2022, he turned nine. He is not. And he his birthday's in February. Look on my Facebook and find the photo of me, or on my mom's Facebook. That's the one I posted it. Yeah. Of me holding him like this. Two days after he was born. When was that? 2014, 2015. No, like, you may go all the way back. Just look at her photos. Click photos. I know, but you want me to go, like, she yeah. hasn't posted it recently. Correct. I'm asking. Okay, anyways. I turn and I look at him, and he's got... And we love James. We love him. He's got the absolute worst haircut I've ever seen in my entire life. And I, as an uncle, have to make fun of him. That's my job to make fun of him, dude. If you're an uncle, if you're a dad or a mom, you can't make fun of your kid. But as an uncle, you know, if I had a niece or a nephew, or if I had a niece, I would make fun of her just as much as I make fun of my nephew. So. Okay, what, what year do you think he was born? 2014. 2013. Fuck me, so he's nine. Yes. Look at my cute ass stuff. Dude, that's me, dude. Isn't mm -hmm. that crazy, bro? No, like James when he was like... Baby. No, like three, four. And, uh, funny. He's just like so round. So like, cute, bro. <laughs> dude. Anyway, bro. I walk in, I see his haircut. He's got a bull haircut. Not even like the front is a bull and the back is like a mullet. So he's got... He's pretty much got forehead bangs from... The, like, like, like ear, the front of the ears. <laughs> and then the back, from the back of the ears to the back is like to where it normally should be. And I'm like, James, dude. Who, who cut this? your hair? Who, who did my boy wrong like this? And he goes, uh. he didn't say that. But he said, Mimi. And wait, that sounded just like the fucking, Mimi. Uh, the roadrunner. Yeah, yeah. Mimi. He said Mimi, which means great grandma. And, um. Which means, no, it doesn't. That's just what he calls her. You don't speak, James? <laughs> um, and I said, oh, my God. So she she cut his hair like this, and it's atrocious, dude. I mean, it's it's really bad. And I said, did you go to school like this today? Because it was Monday. He was like, yeah, I went to school like this, but I wore a hood so that um, they would stop making fun of me as much. <laughs> so he wore a hood the whole day at school to hide his but hair. But wait, what was your grandma's... Uh... Excuse well, her. So I called her. I, uh, uh, this is... Uh, hold on. I'll go, I'll go in chronological order. So I saw that. I asked him who did it. It was grandma. 
I said, yo, bro, we got to get this fixed. My mom's like, nah, his dad will get it. I was like, oh, she said his dad will get it like earlier or later on this week. I said, nah, bro, we got to get this shit pronto, dude. I cannot have my boy going to school with a haircut like this, dude. So I said, I got time today. I'm literally going to take his ass to sport clips. Or not sport clips, sorry, great clips. I took him down there, bro. No, you went to sports clips. No, I didn't. Your place? No. Oh, you didn't take him to your place? No, it was sport clips. Sorry, it was the one by Dollar General doll. On the oh, payless side? yeah. Took him there. I walk in the door. No hate to the place. Nobody greets us for the first 15 minutes that we're there. It's chill. But she came out. I was like, yo, can we get a haircut? She said, yeah, we get it cut. She sees the haircut, doesn't say anything, <laughs> but says, a, you know, she has the look. And I was like, yeah, I know, right? And then she starts laughing. And um, she said that it happens a lot, I guess, that, like, parents leave their kids with their grandmas and their grandmas to the haircut. And I was like, yeah, I'm his uncle, though, but it's, it's chill. Anyway, um, had to let him know that I wasn't a, a father. But I said, give him this, 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 and this. And um, she does it perfectly. Beautiful fade. Longer on the top, shorter on the sides, no more bowl. But but tell tell him how James was acting the whole time. Oh, <laughs> dude, yeah. Oh, I forget what he was saying, man. What? What did he say? It was like when they were, like, she was trying to line him up in the back. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. So she was trying to, like, square up the back of his head, dude. And he's sitting there like, oh, that hurts. Can you stop <laughs> doing that now? Can you stop doing that to my neck? And then she's like halfway done. And I was like, James, boy, you got to fuck. And then there was this, um, as she was cutting it, hair was obviously falling down. He was like, um, it's actually getting in my eyes, actually. Um, can we just stop doing that? Um, and then there was some, like the hair fell out of his, like off his head onto the, um, onto the gown thing. And then she's like doing the haircut. And normally they clean you up afterwards. But he was like, um, sorry, there's just a little bit of hair on my thing, on my, um, on my thing there. Can you just get that off of there, please, real quick? Um, and, she, and I was like, dude, she'll get it off afterwards. He was like, there's going to be a lot of hair all over my neck. <laughs> so <laughs> I just don't know. And um, he's so funny, dude. Um, I don't know. It was, it was fun to watch him get that. I took a couple of videos and stuff, but I won't post that, you know, because I'm not trying to embarrass him or anything like that. 20 years down the road, whenever he's 29, he's watching this podcast and stuff. But it was really fun, dude. And I felt like a good uncle getting him a nice, fresh cut, dude. He came out. I said, did you like it? He said, yes, I love it. And um, he said, I love it because it looks just like your haircut, even though it doesn't sort of. Um, but it was still nice. And uh, he looked excited. I showed. I even bought him this, I bought him this, uh, this stuff to put in his hair. It has like clay. And I showed him how to do it and stuff. Because no one showed me how to do that. That's the thing. I like The lady at the Great Clips place, Supercuts, taught you how. Well, yeah, I mean, wait, what are you talking about, to me? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Nobody really showed me, though, for a long time until I was, like, 15. So I would just take as much as I could, put it in my hair, and it was, like, until it was literally hard, dude. Like, I'd put this, um, it's like the, the gel with bubbles in it. I'd put that shit in my, in my hand until it was full, put it to my hair until it looked wet, and then put it in a position where, like, even if the wind blew 150-mile-per-hour winds, like a typhoon, bro, my hair wasn't moving, dude. Um, and it looked really bad for a long time. Like spaghetti noodles. It looked like spaghetti noodles. And that's the time that McKinsey fell in love with me, with me, which is crazy, dude, which is insane. Um, she didn't, you know, she didn't fall in love with this. You know, she fell in love with the ugly me, which is chill, which is cool. But, you know, now everybody falls in love with this me. I mean, come on, bro. You know. I'm just saying, bro. 
Mm, just saying. Like those one, those one uh, porn star stripper people at Las Vegas. Would you like a photo with us? Oh, the, <laughs> yeah, the people on the street. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, you know, it, I don't know. It's a blessing and a curse being this good looking, dude. Like, being so hot that, you know, people like gasp whenever they, whenever you walk into the room and stuff. It's, it's nice, but after a while, you get, you know, you get tired of it. You know what I mean? Like, listen, I have a girlfriend. You know, so I, moral of the story, James got a bad haircut, then got a good one. He got a good one, dude. And now he's going to be a lady killer. He's going to ditch the hoodie, bro. He's going to walk into class and go, <laughs> you guys play Roblox? <laughs> nah, we love him, though. But he do be playing Roblox a lot, though. And Minecraft. And Minecraft, of course. You watched that TikTok, though, right? Yes, bro. <laughs> was, that right? was it like that person you were talking about? Yes. That's what, right? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. People dude. just like... I don't know what it is. Like kids. socially awkward. I don't, and oh, it's always kids. Yeah, dude. They just don't know what to talk about. Dude. They and their all, brain goes so fast. So funny, bro. Bro, bro. Kids are the funniest thing if they're above the age of like eight-ish. No, that's when they're mean. No, but that's, I don't know. Because, bro, at the at Easter, bro, it was so... Okay, f- it's funny because that's the age where you can start making fun of them, and, and it's they not understand. mean. Yeah, yeah, and they understand. Well, I guess it could still be mean, but... Yeah, but, like, every kid, for right, right now, in 2022, every single kid who's, like, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, is literally like, oh, well, actually, I, I guess I didn't understand in the beginning, but now, well, that's, yeah. Every kid has that, that energy... Like, it's awkward, bro. It's so awkward, right? They're, they're just socially, like, they're understanding. They're still, like, taking it all in and forming their own opinions and stuff. Well, they also grew up in an age where they didn't communicate until they were, like, 10. Like, we played outside with our friends. They just, like, talked via text. Right. I feel like I've had these conversations <coughs> when I was, like, I don't know, like, five, six, seven. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I could at least speak full sentences. They don't know full sentences. Yeah. And I was talking to my, my buddy in class today, and, and uh, I feel like nowadays it's different, but I was like, dude, why was why did I never wear shoes until, like, I was, like, 14, dude? Yo, I never I was just shoes. barefoot, like, barefoot boy out in the yard, dude, dirty foot. Like, I remember, be, like, taking a bath and looking at my foot, and it was, like, black. No, dude. you'd leave, like, black footprints when you first step in. Into the tub! Yes, dude! And then you see that the shit slowly drain yep. down to the thing. It was so That's different. how I would. I used to get yelled at all the time because I never wore shoes while I was on my bike. Yeah, dude. Like, Or you wore, like, flip-flops or something. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you'd skin the tips of your big toe on the fucking ground. And, like, the flip-flop would, like, fold under. Yeah, so. <laughs> dude. Fuck flip-flops, dude. Whoever created those, I understand it, like, helps the heat and shit, bro. But, I mean. They're nice, but, like, Crocs are better. Crocs are, are a lot better, too. But fuck them because they changed their recipe and I. Yeah, but fuck like Crocs as well, dude. Give me the wrong size crunch of my toes and shit, bro. It's the right size. It's just, like, all of the size 10s are not size 10s. I mean. <clears throat> Yeah, but we tried this foot, this foot sock, like massage thing. Mackenzie, like, whenever I leave her to go to the store alone, she ends up buying some interesting stuff, and this was one of them. Where'd you get them at Walmart? Yeah, yeah, cause I was like going through like the like skincare aisle. Yeah, cause she oh yeah she was getting like a bunch of like stuff for the shampoo and like, yeah we and had run like out of literally yeah. everything. So she. So. Obviously looks at everything and she goes, Yes, 
this is what we need. I got hand ones, too, if you want to do those tonight. I don't know. But she was like, Hayden, will you? So she comes home, and she goes, Hayden, I want Okay, something. first off, I was so excited for them. Oh, I, I know you were, too. And, and whenever she's excited about something, I try to make sure that I don't, you know, make fun of her or something to put her down because that's not, we're, we're a very supportive, you know, fucking unit. And she says, Hayden, I bought these things. Will you please do them with me? And I said, what are they? And she said, well, you, it's like a, it's a foot exfoliator. Mask. You like, it's, it's a mask, but it's like for your foot. You put it on and your foot becomes smooth. And I was like, oh, okay. And Hayden right. doesn't like anything touching his feet. I don't like that stuff. But we put them on and um, she puts hers on and she said, oh, it's nothing. You know, it's It feels on. nice. And then I put mine on, dude. And it's for some reason negative 20 degrees in that bitch. And it's slimy as shit, dude. I put it on my foot and I'm like, I'm actually really surprised they fit your feet. I know, low-key. They're like plastic socks with like lubed up chili-ass <laughs> liquid on the inside. Yeah, it's and then the I do my stuff other that foot, makes them soft. And then someone, like some. Oh, your mom called you? Was it my mom's? I had yeah. to get up for some reason, bro. It I had was, to stand up and I was walking You around. had to go get the charger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And it was, uh, it was... Fuck. I felt like I was a dog who put on shoes for the first time. It was not fun. Yeah, he was walking all weird. I'm like, you can walk normally. But it was slimy on my shit, dude. I don't know. It's kind of when you, like, like it feels like when you step into, like, a pond or, like, a mossy pool mm. and you, like, slip on that algae. Yeah, 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 on the bottom. Yeah, 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 the green shit. It's like that, but, like, for 20 minutes. <laughs> I liked it. And then when you take them off, your feet are wet. Yeah, I didn't like that either, bro. It was not fun. But, um, good news though. So I've been slowly but surely, you know, updating you guys on like jobs and stuff like that. And and one day I just applied to like 15. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to apply to a shit ton and just Well, see now what... we're applying in Atlanta. Oh, that is true as well. So we've talked about a lot of places that we're moving. Oh, we, we know one thing. We want to move away from Indiana. <laughs> and if possible, we'd like to be somewhere warmer. Those were the two constituents that McKinsey and I set in place before we began looking. We looked at a couple of different places, and we're we're not dead set on any place. You know, we just we want to be somewhere with Comet, Opie, the two birds together, in a not sketchy neighborhood with a job. That's basically and warmer. That's basically what we've set for ourselves. And right now, it's looking like Atlanta, um, but that could change. You know, don't get your, your hopes up if you if you live in Atlanta and you want to see me. But that one motherfucker in France, dude, mm -hmm. if you're listening to this, dude, thank you. You've been listening to a couple of episodes here and there, and you're, the, you're my only listener in all of Europe, dude. And Europe's kind of big. So, you know, shout out to you, bro. I just wanted to give you a quick shout out. Um... Leave a comment or something, bro. Let's let's start up a French conversation because I took French and shit, you know. Look at the earlier podcasts. I love French, you know. I never talk bad about that language or that class at all. But um, I applied to 15 jobs in one day, and I was like, hopefully something just hits, bro. And not 10 minutes after I submitted my last application, I get a text message for an interview. I was like, let's go. And I was like, this is weird. And then later on that day, I got another one. And I scheduled the interviews. And interviews are weird, man. Like, they're obviously nerve-wracking because you're talking to someone you don't know. But it's also the person who will be paying for your groceries and gas and stuff. So there's like a certain amount of respect that you have to have 
like when you're doing them. And I've been out of the game for like two years now because I haven't applied or done interviews or anything like that. But you know that um, Joe Boy fucking kills interviews, dude. <laughs> you sit me down in a room with another person, I'm interviewing them, dude. I'm the interviewer, not the interviewee, dude. I, give me a question, I'll answer that shit to the fullest ability possible. With proper English, of course. <laughs> um, no typos. No typos verbally, verbal typos. But all you got to do, my kids and I were talking about this last week. All you have to do in this life is fake it until you make it, dude. And we learned that in high school because of show choir and stuff. But so many people, man. It's not really even faking it until you make it. It's just like being confident in what you're actually capable of. Yes. It's like, the, I've yes. learned that people are so scared to, like, ask questions mm -hmm. or, like, I don't know, especially our generation, they just don't understand that it's okay to not be perfect. Yeah. Like, they'll just struggle and struggle and struggle until they figure it out. Yeah. Whereas you could just ask somebody for help and get it done in, like, two minutes. And, you know... And this shit's a fucking simulation, too. Don't fucking forget that. Sometimes I forget about that, but don't you forget about that. Steve Jobs has a famous quote. Look it up real quick if you can, Mackenzie. Steve, look up the, the quote. Steve Jobs' quote about the world. It goes something like this. It's like, don't ever underestimate yourself because everything that you see around you was created by people dumber than you. That's half-ass paraphrase what the quote is. The people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Mm, that's not the one, but that's close, though. But everything around you was... Type in everyone or everything around you was built by people... Blank, blank, blank. Um, might not be by Steve Jobs. What did you say? Uh, everything around you was created or built by... And then just hit the search button. Oh, everything around you that you call life mm -hmm. was made up by people that were no smarter than you. That were no smarter. That's a nicer way to put it. <laughs> is that Steve Jobs? Um, yeah, I think Yes, so. dude. I don't fucking miss, dude. It was created by people no smarter than you, dude. Yeah. And that's what I've been trying to keep in mind this entire time, dude. Yes, I will get rejected from 90% of the jobs that I applied to, but the 10% that say yes, get me in the room, in the interview, I'm talking to them. They realize and they understand my potential because I put it on the table. Boom. And you got to remember that in life, dude. Like, if you see something, if you feel something, man, fucking make that shit, dude. 90% of my time has been wasted on thinking about shit instead of doing shit. If I took 10% of the time that I spent on anything dude especially thinking about shit on just doing shit like this podcast bro i thought about doing this podcast monday tuesday wednesday rolls around bro i was like fuck me dude i, I did all this shit today i don't want mckinsey was like just just do it you know if you just do it that's like it'll be done something like, i live by yeah like like if it takes no more than a minute to do just do it well that's a whole psychology if it takes two minutes or less do it now so it doesn't accumulate and build up over time and you have to do it later and i yeah so i just do it because yeah. it make i'm ocd and it mckinsey just does it and that's 
it's it's a quality that you can't find in in a whole lot of people. A lot of people let that shit rack up, and then probably it get... a good thing. A lot of people are OCD. Yeah, low key. I mean, I don't know, dude. But I'm just so excited about how the next couple of months are gonna pan out, man. I'm uh, I'm still working at the car wash, washing cars. You know, I'm still going to college, obviously, until May 14th. That's my graduation day. But um, let's see how much time do we have left. We got a little bit of time left. So I'm just going to briefly touch on this just to um, uh, to basically, I don't know. If you listen this far into the podcast, you're obviously a fan. And I thought that I could um, openly talk about this. With you guys, because, you know, we're honest on the podcast and we don't, you know, we don't suppress anything. So a year ago in a couple in a couple of days, like. I don't know, a year ago and three days ago, my father passed away, unfortunately. And um, what was interesting about that time is that I had set a specific date for this podcast to begin. And that was going to be the 21st of April, I think. Um, I was going to do the promo and then I was going to release the episode after that. So I had recorded the first episode before he died. It was the 15th, I think, of April, 15th or 16th. And I was obviously in a good-ass mood. I was about to record a podcast. I was about to become manager at the car wash. We were going into finals week. And I had this whole thing planned out for the podcast to drop. And um, I was going to do it every every Monday after that. Drop the first episode. He dies. I get the news. And um, I was obviously heartbroken because that shit is hard. But... I just wanted to talk about this for for a, a few minutes, not to bring the mood down or anything like that. But sometimes you got to bring the mood down, though. You know what I mean? Because life's not all about, you know, the ups. It's about the downs, too. And um, if you've lost anybody recently or, you know, you're dealing with someone who has, like, like dementia or Alzheimer's and you have to kind of mourn, like, the loss of the person that you used to know, anything like that. Or maybe if you just, like, lost a friend recently and they don't talk to you anymore, um, that shit fucking sucks, man, and that's, like, shit that doesn't happen all the time, but when it does happen, man, it hits so fucking hard, and you're never, you're never prepared for it either, just, it comes out of nowhere, out of left field, and, um, it hits you right in the fucking face, and you're stunned, and when that happens, you just have to remember that, like, fortunately or unfortunately, you know, life does go on, I know that the world, like, sometimes it feels like the world is just fucking kicking you while you're down. Um, and in that moment, it did for me. Um, I was already going through, like, a rough time with how much shit I was doing. Because um, I had, like, eight projects that were due, like, that week. And I couldn't change the deadline. I was doing an internship. It was finals week. And I was about to go 40 hours a week at my job. And that shit hit me. And it's always at the worst time, too. Because death doesn't wait. But if you are going through anything like that, and I know I know somebody that is right now currently, which fucking sucks, dude. Um, it does get better, you know. And you just have to, as much as you don't want to, you know, you have to stick with your family and the people that are also mourning that person. Um, if there is somebody out, you know, that's that's mourning the death, or or maybe they're not friends with them anymore. Um, don't don't go into your shell because that's what I wanted to do initially. Um, I really wanted to just stay inside and not uh, not go out or talk to anybody. But Mackenzie, 
um, was, you know, the person that was there with me. And I'm so fucking fortunate to have McKinsey, you know, throughout that whole process of him dying. Um, cause it was a fucking process, dude. And we'll probably go more than 30 minutes because, uh, I want to keep talking about this, but in my specific situation, I was the next of kin. He was widowed, didn't have a wife. And he wasn't widowed. Or not widowed, sorry. Divorced, I mean. Not yeah. widowed. Uh, he was divorced and didn't have a wife at the time. So that means that your kids are the ones that have to separate all of your stuff, divvy it up, create an estate, go through all of your shit, um, cancel all of your fucking bank accounts and shit like that. That was that was me and my sister, and my sister was going through a lot more than I was. Um, like emotionally, you know, I don't want to speak on her side of that, but she was... She had a lot more to, to process than I did, uh, unfortunately. So I went ahead and took the um, took the responsibility on that. Pause. We're gonna restart once I restart the camera. Okay. Um, and it's rough, dude. Cause I mean, um, it happened. McKinsey and I were together, and uh, they're like, "Yo, we need you to come to the hospital." So I did, and it's like. It fucking happens fast, dude. I mean, they were like, you want to see him? I was like, yeah, we saw him. And then, bro, not 30 seconds later, the dude was like, so where are we taking him? And I was like, um, I was like, motherfucker, I don't know, dude. Why are you asking me? And uh, the dude there, he was so nice. Shout out to that dude at the, uh, at, the, at the hospital, man. But he helped me out. I figured out where we were going to take him and stuff, and... Uh, I don't know, man. If I can give you guys any fucking advice is if you're old or your health is bad, you know, create a will that's easily accessible, easily findable. Even if you aren't in bad health. <laughs> Even if you aren't in bad Shit health. Shit happens sometimes. True as fuck, dude. Sometimes you just fucking die, unfortunately. And, um, and you're never ready for it, dude. But it's been a year now. A year and three days. Hashtag 420. And, uh, it's not that you get over it. It just gets easier to carry on, if that makes sense. Because the first couple of, uh, the first couple of days after it happens, like, it's literally the grief process, bro. You don't know what the fuck to think, and then you start thinking, and then you just cry for fucking weeks. How long was it? I mean, it was like a... It was a while. Yeah. Late nights and shit, bro. I mean, I don't want to speak specifically about my situation too much, but I just want to let you guys know that, you know, there are people out there that have gone through what you're going through, even though you feel so fucking alone in this world. Because um, I know I did, bro. Like, you know. Because we didn't have Opie. Because we didn't have Opie, you're right. But if if you're ever going through something like that, just you know, stick around your family, force yourself, obviously grief, but force yourself to go out and just, even if it's just going to the fucking grocery store or getting gas, just leave the house and try not to fucking think about it for too long, man. Because even though it's the worst thing that could ever happen to you, death is. Um, sometimes there are worse things, but the worst thing in that moment is going to be the person's death. You have to, you have to remember that, um, that you are alive, fortunately, you know, and, uh, that they lived the best life that they could have. 
And remember the good times as well. Don't mourn. That was my big problem. I, I really dwelled on, on the things that we didn't do. Um, you know, and... Where we stop the podcast. Yeah, and when you when you do get stuck in that stuff, it um, you know, it brings you down. Just thinking about it right now, you know, it's not uh, not the best thing. But you know, remembering all the good times and the laughs that you had is is what helped me through that. And it does get better. Time heals all wounds. And um, you know, I'm not going to speak on this too much longer. But uh, yeah, whatever you're going through, even if it's not that fucking serious, dude. Even if someone cuts you off at the fucking intersection, dude. Just remember, bro, that person might be going through something, which is hard. And I, even even today, bro, even myself, I find myself forgetting that, uh, you know, human beings are human beings and everybody has a different story. Um, even the people that piss you off the most, dude, something's going on in their life that's causing them to be reacting that way to you. So try to keep an open mind. Sometimes we just get so sucked into our fucking, our daily lives and our minute fucking things that stress us out and make us angry and stuff uh, that we lose sight of the bigger picture. And something like that happening to you really gives you a huge perspective of how fucking small and insignificant the little things that piss you off daily are. And uh, you fucking matter, dude. Like, the things that you say, the things that you think, they do matter. And if anybody makes you feel any different, you know, fuck that shit. Um... I know we got real as fuck on the podcast, but um, well, we keep it real. You know, I don't, I don't like to fucking, I don't like to glaze over stuff like that. It took me a year to talk about it on here. Um, I actually did record a podcast after it happened. But that was depressing. Yeah, that one was real bad. It was the second podcast. I don't know if you guys ever fucking, you know, watched that one, but um, there was a podcast intermediately fucking in between those that was a week after he had passed. And I was obviously fucking heartbroken as shit and um, very sad. And Mackenzie was like, so I know you just recorded the whole podcast. But, but <laughs> it was actually one of the saddest things I've ever had to witness because I cried the whole time, bro. It was fucking, you know, it was, <laughs> it was one of those, the ugly cries that Mackenzie is so fond of. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, and Mackenzie cut her finger, dude. Oh, yeah, we did. Talk yeah, we'll leave on a high note, dude. We're not, you know, that, that shit happens, but it does get better. A but, high note? Yeah, we're going to leave it on a high note. Half of a finger. I always say I cut my finger off just to see what people say. I know, dude. She's like, yeah, I cut my finger off. And then they're like <laughs> looking at her fingers. And she's like, oh, no, yeah, just a little bit on the corner heel. Okay, but it wouldn't stop bleeding. I know. She was So she was cutting these vegetables up. Ready? And... <laughs> I apologize if you're wearing headphones, but if you got bass in your car and you're listening to this, that shit just rocked the fucking shit, dude. Um, but uh, she was, I was at work, she was here, and she was fucking using what's called a mandolin, not the instrument, even though I thought it was the guitar, but she was using this thing where you fucking like slice it and there's one mm. blade and at an angle in it, and then she didn't realize how fast it cut. She's going fast as fuck. Like this, for no reason, not being safe with it. And then sliced her fucking finger off, dude. The whole Not thing. all the way. Because it dingled, dangled, I just ripped it e off. E I didn't oh. even cry. Yeah, she didn't cry, which is big. Because low-key, she do be crying when she's in pain, which is normal. 
I cry well, if somebody looks at me weird. You used to whenever you were a baby. Mm-hmm. Remember? I know. No, um, I don't remember. But you don't remember that? When she was a baby, people would look at her and she'd make eye contact with them, and then she would just instantly cry, which is so funny. I wasn't there, obviously, but it's so funny to think about. You were just like, you look at me, I cry. You look at me. You look at me. You look at me. I cry. I was waiting for you to look at me, but you never did. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. Opie looked at me. <sighs> what? This is a long podcast. I know it's long as shit, dude, but we did it for you guys. And the Kinsey's fingers healed. It's all better now. Um, I'm yeah. all better now. And hopefully you guys are feeling better as well. Um, some closing statements from McKinsey. I have none. You have none? Okay. Um, yeah, but thank you, though. Seriously. You know, for helping me through that, the fucking worst time of my life and shit, man. Um, the people around you, the people closest to you, you know, give them a hug and shit. Because that, uh, they don't get enough hugs, dude. Nobody does. But, alright. That's the end of the podcast. I appreciate you guys sticking around this long. I know it was a longer one. Um, sorry that we got, you know, fucking a little bit sad there. But, you know, we got to keep it real for for the fucking people listening. Because um, the second that you, you don't keep it real, you know, people can tell. So, um, yeah. All right. Why are you smiling like that? <laughs> this, like, truck on the back of a No, truck. I saw that. I fucking saw that, dude. He thought he could take the, He thought he could drive away from the tow truck, but he couldn't. <laughs> yeah, he fucked his whole shit up. His whole ass and the up. and the tow truck. Yeah, but big fucking bill there. But all right, um, yeah. Don't forget to like and subscribe and stuff if you guys did enjoy this podcast. Next podcast will be happier probably, unless I'm in a fucking bad mood. Because I keep it real, I'm gonna let you guys know about it, okay? Um, but even though you and me and Opie are slightly overweight, we still love you. Thank you so much for watching. Bye. Bye.